And now, Spotlight Montana with Laurel Staples. Hello everyone, I'm Laurel Staples with Spotlight Montana and for this episode my guest today is Lowell Hochhalter. He is the chaplain with the Missoula County Sheriff's Office and welcome. Thank you for coming out. Oh, yeah. thanks for having me. Lowell provides confidential services and support to officers going through difficult situations and of course recently, I mean I know officers go through difficult situations each and every day out on the job, but recently we did have the shootings in Missoula and yeah. Evero. We're going to talk about that, but First, uh, tell me more about the services you provide for the sheriff's office and the officers. Okay, well, as the chaplain, uh, the services every day can be just a little bit different from just going on a simple ride along with a deputy. Just to get to know him, get to know him about his family, about his kids, you know, what got him started in law enforcement to uh, service being, you know, working with our coroners, with the sheriff's office, of course, the sheriff being uh, the coroner for our county and then the deputy coroners that work underneath him and providing that service for, for them and also working with them when uh, a loved one passes away, then we have to go make notification. Uh, but then after that, being there for our men and our women that wear the uniform and wear the badge, uh, whether it's Highway Patrol, uh, City PD, Missoula Fire, Rural Fire, just being there for the guys um, and help provide resources for them. What are the types of situations that you're called out on? So typically a phone call will come to me or a page will come to me, um, uh, a CPR in progress, um, mm -hmm. a death of course, anytime there's an unattended death and one of our coroners gets called out, uh, more often than not, then I'll get that call. Um, terrible uh, accidents, injury accidents, uh, they'll stage or put me on standby for things like that. Uh, domestic violence situations, mm -hmm. and then of course with our involvement uh, outside of the sheriff's office, any type of human trafficking or incidents that involve children. Yeah, officers certainly have a, a tough job out there, yeah. but so do you as well in helping them go through these situations. What thoughts go through your mind when you get that call? Well, so on my phone, uh, I have all my pages come to my phone. And when my phone rings, um, I have a special ring tone and mm -hmm. I don't know why it's almost like I've chosen the worst the worst ringtone it's just that loud blaring and in the middle of the night when that ring goes off I've heard that one yeah <laughs> and I'll look and it'll say Missoula County and I know and so my mind automatically goes and usually uh, my wife will hear me say something like oh no or here we go again something mm -hmm. like that and you, you automatically begin to prepare yourself for the worst and Part of me hates that, that I, that I look that way because I, you know, I try to live my life, you know, looking for the, the, the good things, the light, the optimistic side of life. But you prepare, you know, what's, what's that first word going to be from, from the call center. And so you begin to prepare yourself and, you know, you have to be strong. And I, you know, I told the sheriff when he, when he hired me, I said, listen, if you're looking for someone that's going to be strong, that's going to be able to, you know, emotionally stand strong. Uh, with the family, you're you're asking the wrong guy. But if it's okay, if I cry with the family, um, I'm your man. Because if you think I can come in here and be this strong, stalwart kind of person, that's not for me. Can't do it. Well, when you when you're called to this site, take uh, walk us through the steps. What happens? So I try to really be observant. What are the smells? What are what do I what am I seeing around? What what am I feeling? 
because when we when we walk to the to the end of that that scenario that scene and we get together and I meet with our deputies and I meet with the people involved I want them to refer back to those things it's important for them to remember whether it was a certain smell you know or how the air feel that night what what was the, what was the air temperature and those are the types of things that even though they seem very simple in the midst of that tragedy it helps them walk through that okay and so when I drive up on a scene um, of course I've already been briefed by 911 or one of the deputy coroners pull up on that scene and the scene is usually at that point already safe and so I don't have to worry so much about that although the, the sheriff's office has put me through an incredible amount of training um, mm -hmm. taught me how to you know keep myself safe I wear a bulletproof vest just like all the deputies do uh, all of my clothing is is marked sheriff and um, and so I walk up on the scene, try to be super observant, and I begin to take, you know, find whoever the scene commander is, and we just begin to move, and I just try to fit in and fill that piece that, that I'm there for well, the whole time, keeping my eyes on their eyes, mm -hmm. watching how are they reacting, how are they doing, uh, thinking that at some point this, this is going to come up in conversation again. And so I, I want to watch how they're reacting. I want to see how they're responding. How do you help officers then get through it? They have to turn around and go back to work the next yeah. day. You know, and that's what makes it hard for our, for a deputy, you know, in comparison to, let's say, a, a fire department. You know, at a fire, a fire department will come on a scene, and don't get me wrong, I mean, they face and see things that most of us don't want to see in life. Mm -hmm. But they get, you know, they get back in the truck and they're back at the station together. Whereas you have uh, a deputy um, we leave the scene, they get back in their car, and they're by themselves for the next three hours, four hours, five hours. Um, and they've got to process this, whatever, whatever they just have walked away from. They, they've got to walk through that. And, um, you know, if, if, if it was a, an injury accident, how, are, how is so-and-so doing? Are, are, they, are they okay? What, um, quite often our, you'll see our guys will... And, across the board, cross agency, they'll, they'll pull back in the hospital and, and just check and come through the ER. Mm -hmm. they'll, they want to follow up and see how, how are things going, just to give them some, some closure, if, or at least some continuance maybe. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I know as, as you mentioned to me earlier, is that officers then sometimes they need a, a break. They need yeah. some time off yeah. uh, to process things. And our sheriff, you know, our sheriff has been, I don't know, he's over the top as far as I'm concerned and the county has you know an employee assistance plan where you know that officers can take deputies can take advantage of mm -hmm. and the county has a, a critical incident stress management team that for example after uh, this particular shooting they brought all these agencies together from the Messi to HP the PD sheriff's office uh, hospital staff and they debrief as a group not an operational or procedural debrief, but hey, you know, how are you feeling? How are you processing this? And you know, our sheriff has gone above and beyond. We've we've flown people, our people across the country, uh, to do inpatient care. The cumulative stress that, you know, it may not be. They may not deal with what just happened with uh, Trooper Palmer right mm -hmm. now. It could be six months from now when it's another accident or something else and because they haven't processed this well enough um, 
they might not be ready for the next yeah gym. and out it comes and that it's that cumulative thing that we're learning now that trying to help our guys trying to help our women understand listen you know it's not it's not a weakness to say i'm troubled i'm bothered mm -hmm. but you know when you you know you're part of that family and so they're looking at each other um yeah i know i'm struggling but my brother's struggling my sister she's struggling so oh, community. Uh, yeah. yeah so i i need to be strong and i need to be strong and you know at some point and i tell our deputies you know at some point you you can't be strong mm -hmm. uh you need time and i'll quite often i'll go to the sheriff and just say listen so and so just needs some time they just need time it's not it's not because they're weak it's not our bodies weren't made to to absorb you know we weren't made to see that uh, uh, time and time again one of our one of our deputies and officers are considered to be you know strong oh yeah the, right. member, the public and that's that's how i perceive yeah. it too but right and I, I always tell them listen the vest only covers so much that bulletproof vest can't protect your soul can't protect your mind and um at some point it, it leaves a deep wound mm -hmm. and you've got to deal with that wound you've got to deal with that um it doesn't it just doesn't go away and so, you know, we've sent guys, like I said, uh, across country, flown them. Um, the sheriff pays it out of his own, out of his own budget. Um, and of course, you know, I see it in the media, uh, you know, for a while where they were questioning a lot of the over expenditures, you know, mm -hmm. and, but then I go knock on the sheriff's door and I'm like, sheriff, we, we, this guy needs some help, you know? And he's like, get it for him. Mm -hmm. make, make sure they get the help they need and you know I, I, I want to scream out you know listen these, we, we need this for our guys we need this for our women that when, they need to have all the resources oh available my gosh to them. you know yeah. we, we want we need we need these guys healthy we need these people healthy you mentioned the shootings and yeah. um, the, in Missoula and Evero, four people shot, one person died, and um, uh, um, one of the victims is a trooper, Wade Palmer. Take us back to that night and when you got the call and what happened next. Okay, I'll try to do that and be strong. <laughs> <laughs> so that call came in, and so the first call came in after the first shooting in, in the city, newly um, annexed city, so that was different. Right, so where that took place was normally in the past had been county, um, but since the uh, recent annexation, so that's now was now a city call expressway, right out there, uh, right around the airport, right? That used to be all county patrol jurisdiction. So the call came in that there had been a shooting, and of course, I mean, I mean, I grew up in Montana, and that just seems so far just seems so far away mm -hmm. and my first thought was how can this this is unbelievable and so they put me on they staged me and I was ready to be called out and so being staged you're you're, you're at home yep and, I'm at home yeah. just ready like we'll wait you know wait for a call from the coroner if if and when the coroner gets called and then we probably are more than likely my thought is we're gonna have to go make a notification tonight that somebody's loved one is got shot and mm. has passed away and um, in that waiting process, then the call came. And when I looked at that phone and saw Missoula County again, because typically the next call would be from a phone number from one of our coroners that their name would pop up. So it was odd to see Missoula County pop up again. And that call came and said, we have an officer down. Hmm. Um, 
that was rattling. Mm -hmm. And this is Evero. Right. And this Wade Palmer. Yeah. And, you know, no, nobody gave me a name. We just had an officer down and the sheriff wants you. Uh, they dispatched me directly to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So when I left my home in Frenchtown, I came down the frontage road and turned right heading south on 93 north. And when I looked up to the left on Highway 93, it, it literally looked like Christmas. Mm -hmm. There the were so block. many lights. I mean, it was red and blue as far as you could see. And so I turned right and made my way into town and police cars, highway patrol coming. I must have passed 30 more on, on, on their way out.